Hello and welcome to Res Life Freedom Conversations, where we talk all about our new life in Christ and explore the fullness we were made for. This episode is just one of the five-part foundation series. We encourage you to catch all five episodes, start this journey, and discover true transformation. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Freedom Conversations. If you're new to this journey, this is episode four, so we encourage you to go back and listen to the other episodes. But if you've been with us this entire time, we're really painting this picture and taking people along a journey on this topic that we call freedom. So I guess really before we dig into this episode, we're going to go back a little bit and revisit some of the things that we talked to. So with that, Pastor Deb, we're going to have you just jump right back into where we left off. Yeah, we were talking a, a, a little bit about two crucial categories, and that is what you believe about God and what you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. And we had said that, you know, what you believe about yourself is not what truly defines you, only what the Creator, your Father, believes about you, mm-hmm. I, I, it defines you. However, what you believe about yourself defines the experiences you have in this world. And the reality is that what's true about you in God's eyes is what is really true about you, regardless of how you were born, what the circumstances were surrounding that, what the environment was like there, or the things that have happened to you over the course of your life. Um, And really, there's a war that's going on because the enemy knows that when you see who you really are, when you see who God says you are, and you start living as that person instead of the way the world has tried to shape you, mm-hmm. he knows, the enemy knows, that, that when you see that, that you're going to really start to take ground for the kingdom of God. And that threatens him. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, how we were taught to pray, you know, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we see who God has created us to be, we can have a part in affecting the environment around us. And we get to choose what level we want to live at. You know, we can try to work through all of the things about our environment and our behavior, and certainly our behavior may need to change, mm-hmm. at least mine did. And we, we can work through things that way, and we can struggle through limitations and capabilities. But if we will just allow God to speak into our lives and to show us what truth is, how he sees us, we can begin to live as the person that he created and redeemed us to be. And we can begin to respond fully to him, which really helps us to then live as that person that we really truly are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, um, as you're saying that, that to me is a a true definition of authenticity. Uh, It's something that God has been speaking to me just recently is just that whole idea of authenticity. You know, he's, he's created us a certain way, and there's a way in which we can live and respond to the world that is 100% authentic based upon how he created us to be. You know, and he even gave me this analogy of, of trees in a forest, and, and I heard somebody even speak about this once, and they said, you know, if you think about walking through the woods and you, you notice a tree, mm-hmm. a tree can only be what it was created to be. Yeah. That's the only thing it knows. It's not standing there. It's not planted there, you know, saying, hey, um, I may not be as tall as the other tree next to me, but man, look at how old I am. I've got some rings, you know, or he's not sitting there like trying as hard as he can to produce red leaves because he really wants red leaves. No, he's the tree is only being a tree. It's all that it knows how to be. And that is a, a way of living that we have available to us, the, a place of being from true identity to where our authenticity 
is really being revealed based upon our true identity and how God created us to be. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that picture. I love what you're saying about the trees because it's that picture of when we get plugged back into who God originally designed us to be. Mm-hmm. Pastor Debbie, you were saying, yeah, my, I have behaviors that needed to be changed as well, but they started to naturally change because I was operating as a completely new person, mm-hmm. right? I, I had a completely new operating system put in me uh, that came bug-free, right? (laughs) If we want to say that the the different things that we normally label as sin as the bugs of our life, because they really are. When we're plugged into our self as source, like we talked about in an early episode, uh, we start formulating, we start doing all these different things, and it's in trying to work our way up to being somebody Mm -hmm. uh, that we start doing all the bad things, infecting our environments in the wrong way. And and it's when we're restored back to that position of God says, this is who I am. It hasn't changed. Even in my fallen nature, he still had a blueprint and a design for my life. And, and when I submit to that, all of a sudden the rest of my life changes with it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, it is that war field. It's the battlefield of the mind and, and really these multiple voices that we can turn to. That's the picture of what happened in the, the garden is you have this beautiful picture of life and life to its fullest before the enemy came in. And then you have this war of the lies that the enemy was attacking us with. And where did he attack Adam and Eve at? Mm-hmm. The level of identity. Yeah. Where did he attack Jesus in the garden at? The level of identity. And, and Jesus was the perfect picture of what it looks like to rely on the words that God had already spoken mm-hmm. to refute the enemy and go, no, I'm not choosing to listen to your voice. I'm submitting to my father. Again, submission is freedom. And when he did that, he was operating from God's operating system. Mm-hmm. Going back just a little bit further, if you think about when Jesus was tempted by the devil, we know that he was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm-hmm. And every time the enemy came with a temptation, he would say, if you are the son of God. Mm-hmm. He, was a tar- he was targeting Jesus' identity. It's ironic to me that Jesus had just been baptized, and at that time, a voice came down from heaven and said, this is my beloved son, in him I am well pleased. And so really what God was doing there, the Father was identifying Jesus. He was saying, this is who he is, and this is how I feel about him. Mm -hmm. This is my son, in whom I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. And so that had just happened, and then Jesus goes out into the wilderness. He's being tempted, and the enemy just kept saying, if you are the son of God. He was trying to get Jesus, the son of God, Mm -hmm. who is our model of freedom, Mm -hmm. to really question his own identity. Um, That's really exciting because Jesus is the model. And Nick said something. He said that Jesus used the words that were already spoken. Yes. But if we look at Jesus as Jesus the model, we also noticed that Jesus also had a line of direct communication with the Father, too. Mm-hmm. And if that's a model for us, then what does that look like for us? We, we, we hear that Jesus had conversation with mm-hmm. God. And we even read about it in the Old Testament, even mm-hmm. before Jesus came onto the scene and we start hearing about Jesus. People had direct communication with, with God. And so what does that look like for us? And in if Jesus is the model, and it was because of his position of authority, his position in, in sonship with, with God, and it's the same thing that we're called to 
that mm-hmm. we have available to us, then that direct line of communication is also available too. So let's let's talk about that. What does that look like? Sure. Yeah, Jesus would say constantly throughout Scripture things like, I only do what I see the Father do. I only mm-hmm. say what I hear the Father say. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And it's this picture of him being uh, in deep communion. We talked about it in one of the one of the episodes of John 17, 3. This is everlasting life, mm-hmm. that they would know, that they would gnosko, an intimate knowing the one true God in Jesus Christ whom he has sent. And, and Jesus is a walking model of this, exactly like you're saying. And, and when we talk about this, I shared a little bit in the very first episode when I talked to just briefly about my freedom journey, is it's that hearing God. And, and when, when I heard the one time in my life the audible voice of God, and then God speaks to me consistently in different ways since then, uh, it, it was a journey that I was stepping into that as I was learning to hear his voice, I was learning to be able to receive in a completely new way. It's revelation knowledge that comes in. We're told that faith comes by hearing and mm-hmm. hearing by the Word of God. And the Word of God there is the the spoken, the rhema Word of God. It's living, it's active, it's breathing, and it's coming from the, the mouth of God, mm-hmm. the mouth of the Creator. And, and when we commune with Him, like we're saying, He has the blueprint in His mind for who we were created to be. And when we allow him to speak that into us, and when we grab hold of it, we meditate on it, we receive it, uh, it starts to produce faith in us that mm-hmm. starts to transform things. And this is the level that we're talking about where change actually happens, to where we start plugging in by faith into the identity that's in God's heart for us, and also looking at him and his identity, because we're made in his image and likeness. And we start to see if he's a good, good father, then he's not going to lie to me Mm -hmm. about who he created me to be. And all of a sudden, what faith starts doing is it starts reshaping the belief structures over my heart, in my heart. And again, it's not even a cognitive thing that I'm, I'm choosing to think in a new way, although there is part of that. It's also I'm becoming a new type of person who, who truly believes in what God is saying because mm-hmm. I'm hearing from the, the voice of the Father. I'm being tethered to his very heart, yeah. and there's power that comes with that. Yeah, and sometimes when people start to hear this conversation being brought up, hearing God, you know, you had mentioned you had heard God audibly one time. The majority of the time, it's spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. And so in theory, it can be like, okay, I, I understand that that's possible, but man, like, make that practical for me. (laughs) Like, what does that look like? So Pastor Deb, I just want to open it up to you. And and maybe Nick, you have an example too, but is there just a a practical, tangible example of of what that looked like in your life, a time that you heard God's voice and how did you hear it? What was, what was the situation around it? And just kind of bring a a practical day-to-day application of what this can look like. So it's not necessarily when we go to church. It's not necessarily when we're, we're in this mountaintop worship experience. It could be when we're, um, for, for me, it could be when I'm mowing the lawn. I've had that happen where I'm mm-hmm. mowing the lawn and all of a sudden this thought comes that out of left field when I was not even thinking about it and it has to do with somebody else, you know, and it was, was God showing me something about somebody else because he wanted me to be praying a certain way for that person mm-hmm. and encouraging them in a certain way and then actually bring that up in a conversation to where they're like, how did you know that? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. 
you know, but God, who I have a connection with, did, and he's just wanting to let you know that he's with you in this situation, and here are the words of encouragement that I feel like I'm supposed to give you. So, like, what does that look like on a a practical level? You know, I'm one of those people who probably struggled to hear God's voice, Mm -hmm. and I think that for me, it took really the recognition of knowing that I was one of his sheep, and the scripture says that his sheep know his voice. And that means that anyone who has received Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, really, they already have heard God's voice. Because we know that no one can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. Mm-hmm. So when I w- began to understand that I really could hear God's voice, uh, I started to actually try to hear his voice more. And so, you know, I would ask God questions, and maybe I'd be in a classroom setting where questions were being asked, and, and it was really kind of awkward, and I just felt like no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't hear his voice. But then I realized that God had been speaking to me all along, mm-hmm. and I was not attributing those thoughts to him. I mean, I would read the scriptures, and I know that God speaks through the scriptures. That's one of the primary ways that he does speak to us. And it's really the test of all of the ways that we would hear God's voice. If we hear something and it does not line up with the scripture, if it doesn't line up with the fruits of the Spirit, or if it doesn't give us peace, if it doesn't do those things, then we're not hearing his voice. But I still was just not really sure. And I started really intentionally listening for God and asking him questions. And I remember one time, you know, I was just just kind of in my own world, focused on what the day was going to be like. And all of a sudden, he spoke to me and said, you were never socially awkward. Mm -hmm. And I had not realized that that had been the source of some of the rejection and insecurity and things that I had felt for so long. And it was like in just an instant, when I wasn't even expecting it, he spoke to me because of his love for me and wanting me to be free from that thing Mm -hmm. that I hadn't even asked about. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and I know it wrecked me for the the rest of the day, but it, it wrecked me in a very good way. And then another time he, I was driving again, he speaks to me a lot when I'm driving. I think it's because (laughs) I'm not focused on so many of the things and the interruptions of the world. Mm And, and, uh, I was just, I just turned the corner and I, I turned a corner and he said, you have turned a corner. <laughs> and I, I was kind of like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality was, is he was speaking to me that something that I had been struggling with, that he, it was done mm. and it was finished. And wow. it was. Wow. And it was like he gave me that word and I knew immediately what it applied to in my life. Mm-hmm. And it was instantly different. Mm. So uh, God speaks to us through scripture. He speaks to us through teachers and preachers, through prophecy, visions, dreams, and all of these other ways. And one of the things that, that amazes me about him is he can do things that, that are just so far beyond anything we could ever think. Mm-hmm. One time I was uh, in a classroom setting and a, one of the students had come up to me and they started to tell me about all of these problems in their marriage. And they were going through all of the details and everything. And so I'm listening for God and thinking he's going to give me something and something wise to say, some wise counsel, mm-hmm. pastoral counsel. And all I saw was this picture of an upside-down welcome mat. And so I finally, after she's kind of just looking at me like, well, aren't you going to say something? And I said, well, all I see is a picture of an upside-down welcome mat. And she kind of screamed, and she went rushing out of the room. And I didn't know until class the next week that what had happened is, before she had left home, she had said to her husband, you are no longer welcome here. Mm-hmm. And, and then to accentuate that point, as she left the house, she had turned the mat upside down. Wow. 
And I mean, there's no way I could have ever known that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't asking for that specifically, but God showed me something uh, through a picture Mm -hmm. that made a difference in her life. And Mm -hmm. as far as I know, they're still happily married ever after. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I I love that you're, as you're going through, sharing a couple different uh, pictures of what it looks like for God to speak to us. There's multiple different forms. You're saying pictures, or I I mentioned earlier hearing the audible voice of God, and I like to think of it through the lens of the different ways that God has designed us to Mm -hmm. learn, right? There's audible learning, there's visual learning, there's kinesthetic where my hands are on something, I'm, I'm moving and I'm working on something and I'm learning that way. Uh, there's reading, writing, all these different aspects. God designed us to learn and operate in that way. And I oftentimes find that Holy Spirit speaks to us in that way. Yeah, I'm very much a visual person. God kind of puts little movies in my mind or pictures will just pop up like the, the welcome mat upside down. Uh, and I find that, that that comes up quite a bit. I would say going back to, to what you're saying of... Uh, scripture, obviously, but but I also, I like really kind of parking on that for a second and really saying that scripture needs to be the training ground <laughs> for us to hear God's voice. Uh, part of hearing God's voice is, is catching the picture of who he is. Mm-hmm. And when we start to catch the picture of who he is, it's like Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice and they will not follow the voice of another. Well, part of the way that the sheep know the voice is because they've spent time with him. They've yeah. seen him. They've interacted with him. They, uh, they may have been corrected by him, but they knew they grow this as much as sheep can, I'm sure, uh, grow this aspect of, of knowing the care, the nurture, and the love of the shepherd. And, and when we spend time in the scriptures, when we get this picture of who Jesus is, because Jesus is the fullness of the representation of Father God, of Holy Spirit, that we just get this beautiful picture there, then we can start seeing, does what I'm hearing, does what I'm seeing, does what all these other things start to line up with who Jesus is yeah. as revealed in scripture? So I need to constantly submit myself to scripture in order to uh, learn the ways, the rhythms, and the mm-hmm. movements of God's voice. And then I can start noticing it in the everyday, in the car, like you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we do as the scripture says, and let the word of Christ dwell in us richly, it, it's like it, it forms itself on the inside of us, and it becomes so alive to us that we do see, we see God for who he is, and we begin to see the things that he wants to do in us and as the scripture says, let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. As, as his word resides in us, we get a, a greater sense of that connection with him, of his goodness, his love for us, just the, the caring and the nurturing that, like you were saying, as the shepherd has for its sheep. And it's out of that connection with him that, that there's just a, 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 even sometimes almost just a knowing of what God's saying to you mm-hmm. without even really realizing that you've heard it. He's just able to communicate at a, a level and in a way that we need to hear. Yeah, and I think it's really important to notice that, you know, kind of what, what both of you are saying is, you know, we talked about all these different ways in which we hear. You know, we can hear through visions, dreams, um, the prophetic words, which we'll talk about momentarily, um, but it's all based and founded and rooted out of, of a foundation, a strong foundation of drawing near to him in connection with him. It's not that we seek the dreams. It's not that we seek the visions. It's that Mm -hmm. we're seeking him. Mm -hmm. And while we're seeking him, it's okay to desire those things. 
you know, and I would encourage everyone that, man, if you read it in the Bible, why not? Mm -hmm. You know, why not? I I love, when we're talking about hearing God, I love bringing in Psalm 115.3. This is the don't put God in a box verse, (laughs) you know. It says, our God is in heaven and does whatever he pleases. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, why why would we not think that God can speak to us in, in all these different ways? And with prophecy, you, you mentioned prophecy. It's interesting. We, we hear about it all throughout the Bible. It was actually prophesied. It was foretold mm-hmm. of Jesus' coming. And a lot of people, once we start talking about hearing God, we think about prophecy. And we just want to say that, you know, prophecy in its truest form, the, the way that we use it in the context of today is to exhort, to edify, to comfort. And it's all because we understand God's character and nature. You know, it's to confirm, to impart gifts, to mm-hmm. stir up giftings in one another, to encourage, to equip in spiritual battles. But really, uh, it's not just prophecy. It's all the ways in which we hear God speak. His character and nature is tied right into it, and all of those reasons, and, and many more, are the the reasons in which He speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, I want to I want to kind of go to a, a thirty thousand foot view on this episode because we're we're talking about two things, but they're so linked right yeah. now. We started by talking about identity. Yep. And now some people are like, "Whoa, we just made a giant shift. We're over here talking about hearing <laughs> God's voice." Yeah. <laughs> But it, they're so linked, and and when we when we learn the rhythms of receiving from God, we go right back to the beginning of Scripture again. We get that creation account picture, and how did God create creation? He spoke it into existence, and as He would speak, planet planet would come out of His mouth, and it's the same thing that. When we start looking in Scripture and we start seeing some of the promises that God has for us, and we start initially filtering it through the broken lenses that we have, we go, I can't wrap my mind around that. You're saying that I'm this. You're saying that I was created for this. You're saying that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in my mother's womb, but I don't feel it. Uh, When we start to plug into his voice, again, faith comes in, and faith Mm -hmm. is a substance of things hoped for. It's a a substance unseen, but God's speaking it into us in a way that starts to, much like the planets formed in his mouth, he starts to form it in our being. Mm -hmm. He's not just giving us good ideas. He's actually speaking into us, and as we receive his voice, we learn to hear his voice and grab hold of the things that he says. It's being produced in the depths of our being. It's transforming our heart. We talked about in the last episode, taking a heart of stone and turning it into a heart of flesh. It's doing all these things in a way that only his word can. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to live by this. In Matthew 4, 4, Mm -hmm. Jesus, going back to when he's tempted in the wilderness, says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There's a couple things to note there. One, this beautiful picture that he's he's painting of there's the bread we eat because it sustains our life. But then he's saying that there's a spiritual bread, and it's the voice of Christ. It's the voice, voice of God that sustains our life. And we cannot live solely by physical food. We need the spiritual substance of God's voice. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the other part that says, but by every word that proceeds... 
not proceeded. Yeah. He's still speaking to us. He still has very much things to say to us here and now in year 2021 or whatever year people are listening to this in, Mm -hmm. uh, in the future, he has something to say to us. And so often within our Christian walk, if we go back to these levels of change and, and we talked about environment and behavior and capabilities, so often we like to talk to God on the levels of environment and behavior. Because we get so focused on being human doings versus human beings. We go, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And God so, so hungers to be able to speak to us at the level of identity. Mm -hmm. Because when he speaks to us there, it starts to transform our heart. And like Pastor Dev was saying previously as well, when our hearts transform, we start to grab hold of who he says we are. We start to affect the 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 places that we're in and our behavior starts naturally changing and we're now experiencing a level of freedom that's really breaking into this world yeah and i love how you worded that too and that's exactly what happened in in the situation that pastor deb brought up with turning the corner mm-hmm. when god spoke you've turned the corner it wasn't just words the very life that was needed for that change to happen in the heart was attached to those words. Mm-hmm. There's substance yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His words always create. Mm-hmm. You know, just as Jesus spoke, mm-hmm. let there be light, you yeah. know, he, he always brings life. His words bring life and light mm-hmm. and love. Oh, completely. Yeah. And we're learning to submit to his words, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That going back to our definitions of freedom and, and how freedom really is a submitting to the Father. And, and what we're doing is we're removing ourselves from source and we're allowing God to be God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing that I, I had this come into my spirit last year and it's just been sitting with me and it comes up maybe a couple times a week since then. And it's God is really good. At being God. Yeah. <laughs> and we're starting to learn that. And we start to allow him to be God, which means what you say goes. And I submit, even if I don't believe it right now, it's that man talking to Jesus. I believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah. I'm submitting to his word and, and just believing and, and just watching as his word does the transformative work in my life. Yeah. When he says something to me, I don't have to go chase it. I simply rest into his word and become it. Yeah. I love that. And uh, on that note, I I would just like to do this. You know, we haven't done this yet in an episode, and I think it'd be a really great time to do this. You know, we want to lead you in an exercise, a simple exercise. And Nick, I love what you said about just that reality of God's goodness. Mm -hmm. He He is so good. And I would just really love it if you would lead people just in a prayer right now based upon that revelation that you had, and just kind of usher them into a moment of hearing God. And when we're done, we'll, we'll wrap up and we'll let you know, we'll tie a bow on this episode. But right now, we just want to encourage everyone, you know, obviously if you're driving your car, <laughs> don't close your eyes, but uh, we just want to encourage everyone to just kind of, you know, calm themselves and, and get to a place of reflection. And if you are hearing this right now and you're not able to do it, then I encourage you to come back to it, you know, and do this exercise and really allow some time to connect with God. So with that, Nick, would you please lead us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll start off by saying to you guys are all, everyone who's listening to this, mm-hmm. you are listening to a podcast. 
in how do you hear this podcast, you simply submit to listening. And, and I like to kind of paint that picture so that way nobody's striving into hearing God's voice. Yeah. It's nothing we strive for. Yeah. It's simply something we receive. So if you are able, uh, you can position yourself just in a way of receiving. If you're sitting someplace, like Ryan said, if you're driving, maybe don't close your eyes. But if you're, you're seated in a room and it's, it's quiet, or even if it isn't quiet, you could still hear God's voice. And just posture yourself in a way that you're comfortable able to receive, and then simply ask the Father. I, I encourage individuals to ask out loud. If you're in an environment like that, you can do this. Sometimes when we speak out loud, it sets a different level of expectation in our heart that there will be a response. And ask out loud, God, Jesus, How do you see me? And now, just notice whatever you think, hear, feel, sense. Again, this might pop in as a thought, and you might even be thinking, is this something that I can rely on? Is this actually Jesus? Is this me? Is it the pizza I had for lunch? So whatever you hear, the question that comes next typically from people is, how do I discern that this was actually God's voice? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple ways that you can discern. One is it congruent with the character and nature of God as revealed in Jesus Christ in Scripture. Two is it congruent with Scripture Three, does it produce the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? And if it does any of those, and if it's congruent with all of those, then you could be sure that it's God's voice. And even if you are having a difficult time believing what Christ is saying about you, again, we're submitting to his word. And there's an activation after this that goes, Jesus, I choose to believe what it is that you've given me. You could ask for a picture of that if you didn't get a picture of it. You can ask him to help you in believing. I believe, but help my unbelief. And just watch as as Christ comes in and just starts to activate and, and apply the word in your life in ways that you probably don't even realize at this point. And so the reason we do this is we just want to give you an opportunity because sometimes when we hear teaching like this, you know, it's easy to just walk away from it and be like, oh, yeah, that was really cool. It's a great invitation. Mm -hmm. But it's going back to like what you said, practicing and cultivating the relationship, Mm -hmm. establishing a rhythm with the Lord. You know, and this is just a great time to do it after you hear something like this to automatically just go to God with it. Mm-hmm. You know, even even when we're we're listening to a sermon or listening to a message, you know, not just leave it on the platform at Sunday or, or leave it in the classroom when we hear it in the classroom, but take it with us and into our own relationships with God. And so mm-hmm. that's why we do these practices and we just encourage you to make that a part of your everyday life. You know, it doesn't have to be when you're listening to a podcast. It doesn't have to be 
when you're listening to a message at church. Mm-hmm. God is available 24-7, and uh, he's very wanting to be a part of our everyday life. So on that note, we hope that you are encouraged by this message. We hope that we challenged you and invited you into things that maybe you didn't know were possible. And we look forward to connecting with you again in the next episode. Until then, we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us. If this message was impactful to you, we encourage you to share it and invite others into the conversation. For more information about freedom or your next step at ResLife, head over to reslife.org slash next steps. Until next time, remember, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.